Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About It Buffalo with your host, Anthony Stevens, right here out of the city of Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. Welcome to season number five, episode number 25. Before we get into the episode, we'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors all over the world who sponsor Let's Talk About It Buffalo. If it wasn't for you, there would be no podcast. Thank you for your acts of kindness and generosity toward this podcast show. If this is your very first time joining us here on Let's Talk About It Buffalo, why don't you put your hands together, give yourselves a round of applause. We thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk About It Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. Just before we get into episode number five, we would like to let you know at the end of the podcast show, we'll give you all of our social media information, all of our six listening platforms, along with our online merch store. The link right now is in the description of this podcast show. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you can join us on WordPress.com at Let's Talk About It podcast buffalo new york you can leave a message for us on wordpress.com also if you're joining us on discord you can leave a message on discord at let's talk about it buffalo the city of good neighbors now we have a very interesting show today for all of you out there today's show is very interesting. We are so excited about Black History Month, and today is our first day of celebrating our Black leaders all over the world. I have something very good for you today that I'm going to share with you for these next few minutes. I have a great man I want to share with you tonight. Many of you have heard of the late Joe Lewis, the boxer, one of the renowned heavyweight champions of the world. I am going to share a little bit of this story with you. We are reflecting back on the late Joe Lewis. So I want everybody out there to take time to hear this podcast show today. So stay tuned as we prepare to hear a little bit from the late Joe Lewis. Going to be very good. So we want you to stay tuned and listen to the late Joe Lewis. No other place has held out so much hope to so many or spawned such mythic tales of heroism. No other country has been so defined by its belief anyone can reach unattainable heights with nothing more than sheer will, hard work, and a bit of luck. In the middle of the 20th century, with their country in crisis, Americans found that hero among their own. We're going to do our part and we will win because we are on God's side. His stage was so big that downtrodden Americans, regardless of their age or race, 
hope, the glimmer of hope, creep into their lives just by watching it. In the end, there was a common man who reached the top and brought an entire country with him. Joseph Lewis Barrow was born to a sharecropping family. It was Chambers County, Alabama. My grandmother was an extraordinary woman and really kept that family together uh, because my grandfather had a mental problem and was put in an asylum very early on when my father uh, was a baby. So he really didn't know who his father was. This is Joe Lewis. I mean, he's poor, he's black, he's one of eight children. The chances of this guy doing anything in his life is just absolutely remote. Back in those days, but black didn't have a name. He was nigger. Hey, you nigger. Driven from the South by racial persecution, 12-year-old Joe Barrow and his family joined the Great Migration North in search of social and economic opportunity. Well, Joe shows up in Detroit, and he's a shy kid. He has virtually no education. He starts doing jobs. I mean, he's a laborer. He'll work in Ford for a while, but before that, he works at whatever manual job he can find. He, he delivers ice. They were making ends meet. In fact, my grandmother had enough extra change to uh, eventually give my father uh, uh, monies for violin lessons. But Joe needed a manlier hobby. So said his friend, Thurston McKinney. So Thurston told him, the man, you ain't a sister. Ain't no sister to play <laughs> with violin. So why don't you come down to the gym and learn how to box? He used a quarter that my grandmother was giving him for violin lessons week after week to rent this locker booster gymnasium. Eventually, uh, the violin instructor comes back to the house and says to my grandmother, where's my student Joe? And she says, what do you mean, where's your student Joe? And as I like to affectionately say, he had a little come to Jesus with him because she wanted to know where that quarter was going, and he was wasting it. knocked down seven times, but he kept getting up. So when Thurston had him in the dressing room, he said, Joe, you was going up this, like an elevator, up and down. People don't realize how many times he fought as an amateur. He fought over 50 times, won a gold glove, and found that area of competence that all kids are looking for. And boxing was that for Joe Lewis. Dropping his last name, Barrow, the newly named Joe Lewis found a manager in Detroit numbers racketeer, John Roxborough. One look at Lewis's right fist convinced Roxborough he was making a sound investment. He signed Lewis to a contract and partnered with Chicago numbers man, Julian Black. They then hired boxing veteran, Jack Blackburn, to nurture their investment. Jack Blackburn, quite frankly, comes with some baggage. He's an alcoholic. Uh, he's a very bitter man. He had done some jail time for a murder, but he knows boxing. This guy is, is as good as they get. Jack Blackburn says, sure, you bring that white boy around. I'll take a look at him. 
and they break the news to Jack that this guy's black. And he said, I don't want to train a, a black fighter. And the reasoning being is, there's nothing I can do with him that will be successful. After Jack Johnson, there is no way a black fighter is going to rise to the top of the, he can't become champion. Because he needed the money, it was steady income, Clark Burr took the job. He sat down, he told Cholos, listen, you're gonna have to be twice as good as the white fighter that you fight in order to succeed. Jack Johnson, America's first black heavyweight champion, inspired so much hatred in white America that in the 19 years since the end of his reign, no black fighter was given the opportunity to even challenge. While you are listening to the late Joe Lewis's story, we want to just take this time uh, to uh, interrupt just for a little bit here to give you more of an opportunity to think why we celebrate these wonderful black people who went through so much in life. Uh, you know, listening to this and, and hearing what Joe Lewis had to go through, it's a lot to think about when you hear the story of this late great boxer who was an all-around heavyweight champion of the world. Imagine what he had to endure uh, during this time as, as a young man in the boxing ring. Um, so as we share more about Joe Lewis, we really want you to think out there the struggles that during that time many of our black men and women had. Um, a lot of them didn't have a whole lot. But what they did had, they shared it with the world. So let's go back and hear some more of the late Joe Lewis himself. This is a good uh, story of this man. We're going to continue more of it. So we want you to stay tuned as you hear it. For the heavyweight crowd. I think Jack Johnson saw his job in life as pissing off white America. He married white women. He flaunted his wealth. He gloated over fallen opponents. He had those gold teeth, and he flashed that smile. White Americans generally reacted to Johnson's heavyweight reign as this is proof of the danger in letting a black man have a real opportunity. When Joe Lewis came along, People in the fight world were mindful of the fact that they didn't want a repetition of Jack Johnson. They made up a set of rules and they handed them to Lewis and said, you need to follow these rules at all times. And these rules were set up to make him appear to be the complete opposite of Jack Johnson. For example, Lewis was never to have his picture taken alone with a white woman. We want you to be humble at all times. If you knock a white man out and you raise your hand, it could start a ride. He was never to be seen smiling or gloating over opponents. Joe Lewis then, in every way, was being trained to act white. My name is Tim Lewis turned pro in 1934 and won his first 12 fights, 10 by knockout. It was a welcome sight and a symbol of hope to blacks suffering through the Depression. 
There is nobody like him on, on the scene. If you go to the average black newspaper from about 1935 on, there is not a issue that goes by that Joe Lewis isn't in there. Joe Lewis is eating a meal. Joe Lewis is training. Joe Lewis is out on a date. Joe Lewis is in there for something, but Joe Lewis is in there because Joe Lewis's picture sells papers to black people. By the middle of 35, Lewis had won 22 fights without a loss. Given the realities of the day, a black fighter, even one as promising as Lewis, had little chance of going anywhere. Now can his management get him into the big time, the big times New York. Jimmy Johnston is running Madison Square Garden at this time. Roxborough calls him up. Do you want Lewis? Johnston says, we don't need him. But Roxborough and Black found an ambitious promoter who wasn't about to let race keep him from a possible fortune. Mike Jacobs grew up poor in New York City, and Jacobs wanted to break Madison Square Garden's monopoly on title boxing, and he wasn't afraid of signing a black fighter. 1935, Jacobs signs Lewis up. He's bringing him to New York. Lewis gets off at the train station. Porter's carrying Lewis off on his shoulders. Joe Lewis is a hero, a savior for them. And as far as Mike Jacobs is concerned, a savior for boxing. His scheme was to match Joe Lewis up with a string of ex-champions. Six feet, six in a half. He weighed 265 pounds. He was a giant. Primo Carnero was one of those sideshow attractions that made it in box. This guy is big and strong and scary looking. Lewis is faster. Lewis hits harder. in perfect condition for Primo Carnero and I'll win from him because he is big and he's to hit. Then Joe walked up to the main mountain and finally shook his hand. Then Joe backed up a step or two Here's this black man who's coming out and ascending, and it just the future happens when we explore new frontiers. Ladies and gentlemen, as you just heard a little bit of the story of Joe Lewis, uh, as we shared a lot right now in the black uh, world of celebrating many of our black culture. Um, I'm so excited uh, to hear a lot of the stories um, of Joe Lewis. Uh, today, when I got a chance to hear um, the story of this great boxer, it really, it really just brought me to tears how this man really loved what he did. I mean, I mean, this guy, this man was amazing, amazing boxer. Not only amazing boxer, but went through a lot to be the world heavyweight champion over and over again. Um, I'm going to play some more for you here. We have some more of Joe Lewis um, in boxing here. I want you to know that we celebrate Joe Lewis today for Black History Month. And, you know, boxing is a part of 
uh, many different communities, many different races. But at this time, you can see how this was being offered to a man who had so much to give. Joe Lewis was one amazing boxer. Um, I can't even imagine uh, the presence of Joe Lewis in the ring. At this time, you know, I wasn't even born when this man was boxing. But just to hear stories from my my family members, um, my dad and my uncles telling me about the late Joe Lewis and the accomplishments that he did on boxing is amazing. Uh, we're going to take you into a little bit more of Joe Lewis. We want you to hear some more of uh, Joe Lewis. We have some uh, other things we want to share with all of you. So stay tuned as you hear more of the story of the late Joe Lewis. At this time, we were sharing a little bit of Joe Lewis's fights. So you're going to hear in the background more of Joe Lewis in the ring fighting. So uh, we're going to share some information with you, but some of it's going to be some of his fights. So as you are listening on, we don't want anyone to um, say, you know, be out of place, but we want you to hear what he's doing in the ring so as we uh, continue to share with you you may hear a few different things on joe lewis so as you hear it um, don't be overwhelmed you may hear some things in the background but we're trying to get clarity for you tonight so stay tuned as we continue hearing the late joe Wait, lewis We're sharing this information with you as you're hearing it right now. This is the part of Joe Lewis boxing. Um, as you can hear the boxing part going on, but we wanted to share a little bit of him in the ring with you also. As you can hear, that's a little bit of him in the ring boxing. Um, there's been many highlights of the late Joe Lewis. I, I can't imagine um, 
hearing uh, some of his wonderful fights. Um, Joe Lewis had a documentary that was crazy here, ladies and gentlemen, that we could take you back through. It's a lot of information we could share with you on this great man. Um, I want to share uh, a little bit more of Joe Lewis. I want to get into some more of his videos here, or some more of the videos that you guys can listen to. Let's check this out. edition of the top five notable win series and with lewis he still holds the all-time record for heavyweight title defenses the brown bombers reign as heavyweight champion lasted from 1937 until 1948 so there are an awful lot of fights to choose from here and i'm sure there will be some disagreement over which five are the most notable victories for joe lewis but let's go through a quick chronology of what I consider to be the top five notable wins during the long and illustrious career of the great Joe Lewis. On September 24th, 1935, at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, undefeated up-and-coming heavyweight contender Joe Lewis squared off against former heavyweight world champion Max Baer. Things began with both boxers having a customary feeling out process. But before long, Lewis opened up with a crisp combination that found the mark on the former champ. Bear was trying to figure Lewis out, but Joe was controlling the action with a steady jab. Bear tried opening up with a wild flurry, but Lewis remained calm under fire, and he soon began firing back with quick clubbing shots and impeccable accuracy. The opening round ended with Lewis methodically battering Bear in the corner. Lewis continued commanding the action with a solid jab and good footwork. Despite being the bigger man, Bear was unable to utilize his size to his advantage. Lewis was carving him up with the left and sneaking in some hooks and lead rights for good measure whenever the opening surfaced. Joe Lewis was simply too fast, too skilled, and too accurate for the former heavyweight champion. Lewis unloaded with a barrage of heavy thudding shots in the third that overwhelmed Bear, who was ultimately dropped by a crunching right hand. Bear beat the count, but he looked badly dazed, and Joe's follow-up attack was something truly fierce. Bear soon found himself on the canvas again, and he was saved by the bell to end the third round. But he wasn't saved for long. Lewis began the fourth with a piston-like jab, and nothing Bear did could deter Lewis and his pinpoint precision. Lewis started mixing in some wicked body shots into his methodical attacks, and Bear didn't seem to care for that. Before long, Lewis landed a booming overhand right that he followed with a quick left hand, and Bear was down again. And this time, Max would not be getting up. It was an impressive fourth-round knockout for the 21-year-old Joe Lewis. On June 22, 1937, at Comiskey Park in Chicago, Illinois, heavyweight world champion James J. Braddock put his title on the line against challenger Joe Lewis. Things began with both boxers slugging it out in tight quarters. But it soon became a tactical battle at range with both men looking to gauge their distance. Lewis went on the attack, 
and Braddock caught him with a quick counter that dropped the challenger. The Brown Bomber quickly rose, and Braddock moved in with his follow-up attack, but Lewis quickly neutralized the champion's efforts. In round two, there was a lot of feinting and tactical maneuvering as Braddock and Lewis were both studying each other's reactions. Towards the end of the second, Lewis started popping his jab out more efficiently, and this enabled him to begin opening up more offensively. Things evolved into what mostly amounted to a tactical affair, where both Braddock and Lewis were looking to establish superiority from the outside. But this tactical rhythm was frequently interrupted by quick explosive spells. Lewis was generally having the better moments, but the champion was rugged and crafty, and Braddock was landing some well-placed punches of his own, with the two sometimes trading away in the ebb and flow of the contest. In round six, Lewis opened up with a lengthy barrage of punches, many of which nailed the champion right on the button. Lewis was finding his openings, and Braddock was having... Ladies and gentlemen, we got about five minutes left to share on the podcast show today. Uh, as you can hear again, uh, in the background, uh, you can hear the uh, interviewer talking about Joe Lewis. Uh, many of his fights were amazing. As you can hear uh, Joe Lewis being uh, demonstrated by uh, the individual that's doing the interviewing on this great champion. Uh, his reign, again, from 1937 to 1948, that's a long time to be in the boxing ring as a world heavyweight champion. So again, as you're listening to this, uh, we're going to continue more with this um, in these next five minutes that we have to share with you on this right here. Uh, this is great to hear as we get back into it. We want to appreciate everybody who's joining us to listen right here, right now, as we get back into this interview on Joe. Lewis. Having more and more difficulty fending Joe off. To his credit, Braddock continued trying, but Lewis was having an easier time anticipating Braddock's next move. By round eight, Braddock was looking mighty confused, and Lewis threw a left to the body which perfectly set up a monster right upstairs that dropped the champion. Braddock was down, and he was counted out by referee Tommy Thomas. Joe Lewis had just become the new heavyweight champion of the world. On June 22nd, 1938 at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, heavyweight world champion Joe Lewis put his title on the line against former heavyweight champion and former conqueror Max Schmeling. When the two had first met just a little over two years earlier, Schmeling had scored a 12th round knockout that shook up the heavyweight landscape. This bout afforded Lewis the opportunity to settle unfinished business in a mech. We thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk About It, Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. We thank you for listening to the late Joe Lewis right here on Let's Talk About It, Buffalo the city of good neighbors. Again, you can join us on Spotify and Anchor Monday through Sunday from 6 o'clock p.m. till 6.30 p.m. 
right here on Anchor and Spotify. You don't want to miss any upcoming episodes. You can be a part of our Facebook page. You can join us on Let's Talk About a Buffalo on Facebook. You can join us on Instagram at Let's Talk About a Buffalo 9. You can join us on Twitter at Let's Talk About It 4 on Twitter. You can also be a part of WordPress.com. You can join us on WordPress.com at Let's Talk About It Podcast, Buffalo, New York. You can join us on Discord at Let's Talk About It Buffalo. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited to share this rememberable man, this honorable man by the name of Joe Lewis, one of the greatest boxers of all time, heavyweight champion. Uh, As we heard different parts of the story of the late Joe Lewis, it gives you to think for a minute. As I sit here and think and hear what Joe Lewis has done in the world of boxing, if it wasn't for Joe Lewis and many of the greatest boxers out here, there would not be boxing at all. And we really wanted to take this day to celebrate Joe Lewis on Black History Month. We got some great and upcoming shows that we're going to be sharing with all of you this week. Don't forget, our online merch store is in the description of this podcast right now. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're giving away merch again this coming Friday. If you go and share episode number 25 on your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you enter into the contest. And thank you for choosing Let's Talk About It Buffalo, the city of good neighbors.